Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, what does the color of your exhaust tell you about your car? Today, we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for the special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. Brooks, and you are listening to this special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. I do have Tony Joe in the studio today. It is Friday, and if you have a question for Tony Joe, the number to call is 1-877-913-5357. You can also go to the website at www.prudentmoney.com and send a question in to me, and I will get that question answered for you. That's off the website prudentmoney.com 1-877-913-5357 so tony joe how are you today i'm doing well sir i'm doing well sir how are you doing today i really don't keep your mic turned down deliberately i know it's it's just what i do i know you don't turn it up until you absolutely (laughs) have to 1-877-913-5357. 1-877-913-5357. Might I say, though, yes. you don't look as run down, beat up, and tired this Friday as you normally do. So um, I'm hoping you had a better, little bit better week. But <laughs> you just look more energetic. I feel a little bit more energetic. With that muscle, yeah. muscle beach shirt <laughs> that I'm sure somebody just bought and sent you in the mail. <laughs> Oh, boy. one 5357 Hey, let's talk a little cars, Tony Joe, and okay. talk about what the color of exhaust. Now, how, how many people really pay attention to the, co- the color of exhaust to begin with? Well, more than you think, and here's the reason why. Many times as we go into the winter season and the weather cools down, what, what would be a great thing is just to... Hear me out for a minute so I can explain this to our listeners so they won't get nervous. Um, It is not abnormal to see steam. Some people will call it white smoke. (coughs) You can have white smoke coming out the tailpipe, but that's actually smoke. It smells, it stinks, and there is a problem. But most of the time, if you look closely, what what you're really seeing is steam. Now... Starting from the beginning, let me just point out that any time hot air cools down in a confined compartment or a confined area, it squeezes the moisture out of the air. So if you think about this, you're going home on a cool winter night, you're going home from work, and you pull in the garage or you pull in a driveway or wherever you park, and you turn the car off, that exhaust system is 13, 14, 1500 degrees. So as the air cools down overnight inside the exhaust, that is the muffler, the converter, the, t- the pipe, um, any exhaust pipe, any portion of it, from the engine all the way to the tailpipe, it, as that air cools down, it squeezes the moisture out of the air. The moisture is going to be actual water droplets. They have weight. They're going to f- settle to the bottom of the muffler, and they're going to lay there as water water droplets. So in the morning when you come out and you start the car up instantly, within a few seconds, you've got that exhaust system. You may not know this. That exhaust is really hot, really fast. So after about a minute, it's already hot. 
and it's going to turn those water droplets to what? Steam. And it's going to come out the tailpipe, and it's going to make you think there's something wrong with your car. There's nothing wrong with your car. If you wait a minute, after about one or two minutes, well, depending on the temperature of the morning, if you wait, say, five minutes, that steam is gone. It's completely gone, and that's how you can be sure there's nothing wrong with your car. You can also see water droplets in the garage, actual holes, little uh, discharge holes in the muffler for allowing some of that water to escape from the muffler and, and drop out of there. one 913 Let's go to line one and talk to Eugene. Eugene, welcome to the program. What's going on today? Well, I um, just wanted to call and wish you all Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh, we've been kind of out of touch. Uh, went and did the retirement thing in August. Hey, and, how about that? Uh, Congratulations, Eugene. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And now we're we're living up here in North Oklahoma City. And and I figured, well, I'll go on KDKR.com and uh, see if I can uh, <laughs> come up on, on your live stream and wish both of y'all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Well, I, you know, Chris sent me the, uh, Eugene from OKC, and I thought, is that the same Eugene? Did he move on us? Didn't we it? thought something happened. <laughs> we haven't heard from you in a while, and we were wondering what happened. Well, it, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, life change and everything. So um, yeah, er, er, early this year, I, had a, I was diagnosed with, uh, with uh, throat cancer and had to go through mm. all that. But uh, praise God, we made it through. And, and then my other half said, you know, uh, might be time for you to retire. So we went and so we went and got all our ducks in a row, and uh, and here we are in North Oklahoma City. Well, I know that you've worked and planned really hard for this day, and uh, congratulations, and I'm very thankful you're okay. Yes, sir, and I just want to, just want to thank you for, you know, for all the years, you know, that, that I've listened to both to both of y'all, and, and, and you just can continue, and and you just have a blessed rest of this year and then 2022 coming up. Hopefully 2022 is going to be better than 2021. Amen. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's hope so. Boy, thanks for yeah, calling in, Eugene. That's yeah, awful Merry good Christmas. to hear from you. And uh, you have a good, safe Christmas and New Year holiday. And don't be a stranger. All right. uh, well, I'm, I'll, I'll try not to be. Okay, just, just dial in every once in a while. Just dial in. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I can do that. But 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 I gotta make sure that you live instead of on instead of having a uh, tape. <laughs> Bob does take a lot of days off, doesn't he? Yeah, right. <clears throat> <laughs> wow, yeah, just needs of the business, right? That's right, that's right. Well, Eugene, Merry Christmas to you, and so glad you called. Yeah, and Lord bless you, Eugene. Okay, Lord, Lord bless you all. This is Bob Brooks, one eight seven seven nine one three fifty three fifty seven. I think Eugene's been listening to us for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. You know, all these, all the Fridays and the days all kind of run together. But you think back, he's been calling in for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Eugene was nice enough to bring me. I've met him one time in my life. He called me up and brought me some old equipment because he was listening to us. This is how far back. I'm old school, Bob, as you know. Mm-hmm. I don't like technology. I like meters with needles on them that actually move and knobs that you can turn. None of this digital stuff. I mean, you have to use it these days, but 
Eugene brought me some of his old, he must have been listening, and he brought me some of his old equipment <clears throat> that he's not going to use anymore. And I said, Eugene, you're a man after my own heart. Look at there, needles and knobs, and that's the way I like it, old school stuff. And by the way, Eugene, I use 80% of that stuff you gave me, and thank you very much. One eight seven seven nine one three fifty three fifty seven is the number to call. So, Tony Joe, there are several different colors of exhaust. We were talking about exhaust, and um, talk a little bit about the ones that you want to be concerned about, right. and the ones okay. that are just you know pretty normal day to day stuff. Okay, the one that we just talked about was only because people call me and customers call me, and I know others must call their mechanics and. This is nothing. The steam in the morning is not concerning. It's supposed to do that. And so I just wanted to let people kind of uh, educate them on that a little bit so that they're not quite so worried. Now, moving on, what kind of smoke can you see that's detrimental? Well, the first one that you want to really notice is if it's black smoke. Black smoke is what we call in the industry a rich condition. That means... There's way more fuel uh, for the amount of air that's going through the engine than normal. The normal mixture of air and fuel is 14.7 to uh, uh, particles of air to one particle of fuel. So that kind of gives you an idea. 15 times as much. Well, if you have more fuel in that mixture for whatever reason you're going to see black smoke coming out the tailpipe. That means you're wasting gas. It's bad for your car. It could hurt the catalytic converter and basically not run good in any way. So black smoke, you want to take notice of that. If you see that, that's time to take it to the mechanic and see if you can figure out what's going on. So this may come across as a uh, dumb question, but mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you do if you see it? How do you fix that? Well, if that can... You know, Bob, it's funny. That could be anything from a plugged air filter. Simply enough, plugged air filter could cause that, where it would be blocking the air. So all the fuel in the air mixture right. would not be in the correct proportionate amount. Or it could be something as severe as a uh, leaky fuel injector and uh, a fuel injector that's stuck wide open, uh, a tune-up that hasn't been done in 200,000 miles. I mean, it's... There's a number of factors, but it doesn't have to be disastrous. It, it could be anywhere along that spectrum. one 913 5357 What's a, and there's, there's a, also, I'm, I'm assuming there's a color of exhaust that, should, that is saying, hey, maybe you should be paying attention. This is, take some caution. Right. You will see normally uh, black smoke, like I said, would be the most severe, but the, the one that you kind of want to look at sometimes is um, blue smoke. Now, blue smoke is an indication that you're burning oil for some reason. And the way cars are made today, it is very unusual to have a condition due to worn mechanical parts like it used to be in the 70s where you would burn oil. So I'm going to say that blue smoke, in most cases, you will see it when you're sitting still at an idle it'll go away or dissipate as you drive. But then when you stop again and sit at a long red light or a long intersection or a train or something where you're sitting for a long time, you're going to start to see it build up. 
that's usually an indication of worn valve guide seals or worn valves, something like that, but not really disastrous. one 913 This is Bob Brooks. Stick around. We'll be right back. The word for today is excited to announce the new official online home for the ministry of Pastor Chuck Smith and K. Smith. PastorChuck.org At PastorChuck.org, you'll have instant access to thousands of hours of verse-by-verse teaching by Pastor Chuck Smith from Genesis through Revelation and full access to special messages on subjects such as prophecy and much, much more. Also at PastorChuck.org, a full library of great teachings by K. Smith and a section where you can read some of Pastor Chuck's books online, all free of charge. So visit the new official online home of The Word for Today and the ministry of Pastor Chuck and Kay Smith. PastorChuck.org This is Rob Randall, your host and teacher of the Invisible War radio program. The Invisible War is the study of God's Word on how to walk in Christ's victory and the spiritual battles we face against the powers of darkness. Join me every Sunday morning at 9 right here on KDKR and KYJC in Commerce, your station for life. Hi, this is Bob Brooks. What is the single most important verse on stewardship? Well, you can find that verse in two books, word for word, Matthew 6.24 and Luke 16.13. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Wow, what a powerful statement. On the Prudent Money Radio Show, we talk stewardship and how to stay in a committed, surrendered stewardship relationship with God. Listen to the Prudent Money Radio Show weekdays at 3 p.m. one 913 This is Bob Brooks. You are listening to the special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. Tony Joe's with me as he is every Friday. And if you want to talk to Tony Joe, we'd love to talk to you. One eight seven seven nine one three fifty three fifty seven. You know, you were talking about. Uh, you, in fact, you could almost do a whole program of what what you need to know with the transition between fall and winter, mm-hmm. and common to see steam and that kind of thing. One of the things that you asked me that I really I did, couldn't tell you the difference really is um, if you're checking your radiator, are you looking for coolant or antifreeze or both? Okay, well. Here's what people should kind of take caution on before it really gets cold, and that is have your antifreeze in the radiator or in the cooling system tested because if it's not good enough for winter, you need to take that action immediately because, you know, it's only a matter of time before we really get cold. So along those lines, I will tell you that a lot of people don't realize coolant is also called antifreeze. That's the slang term or the generic term that everybody in the industry refers to it as. But interestingly enough, coolant is not the same thing as antifreeze. Coolant is a liquid that's designed to absorb heat from the generating heat-generating engine to be carried off to the radiator, where it is then cooled and, and, and dispersed out into the atmosphere. So coolant is a product that you buy, and inside or added to that gallon of coolant is antifreeze. So the antifreeze mixture has to be pretty close to 50-50 for a good uh, winter protection 
program, and if you've had some kind of, just to kind of let you know, Bob, uh, as a warning, if if somebody's had like a water pump put on or a coolant hose blow and they had to have it replaced over the summer and the coolant mixture was not properly reintroduced, now's the time to do it. And if you, a lot of guys out there probably can, they know because they've done it themselves, but I mean, you can buy an antifreeze tester from any local parts store and do it yourself if you're so inclined. But the point is you want to make sure you're protected for winter this year. Now's the time to do it before it really gets cold because then nobody wants to do it. I mean, it's one of those things where "Eh, it's too cold. I'll do it tomorrow. So how often should you check that? You need to check it every year going into winter, every year going into winter, because as I described previously, you could have had some kind of repair over the summer, and you don't think of it now. It was last summer. You forgot all about it. Well, let's, let's say there's no repairs. Everything stays the same. How, how, many, how many years can you, can you get by with Two to that? three. Two to three. Yeah, because you should have your cooling system flushed every two to three years simply because of other reasons that we've talked about in the past, dropping additives out and, and, and losing the protection of uh, the winter antifreeze portion of it. But along those lines, I, w- I just wanted to say, Bob, because we're talking about tailpipe, emission, uh, tailpipe colors and what can come out of there, there's one more thing that is, can happen when we're talking about coolant and antifreeze, and that is if you have... Some kind of an internal engine problem, like a blown head gasket or something like that, you will find that the coolant in the antifreeze disappears. You don't really see it dripping on the ground, but you keep having to add it. So if you do have that kind of a problem, in many cases, that again will introduce white smoke, or I'm sorry, exhaust white smoke from the tailpipe. Now, Previously, we talked about steam because it's white in color, but this will be white smoke, and it'll get worse, and it'll stay there as the car warms up. It won't go away. You will also experience a coolant loss that doesn't appear to be anything leaking under the car. So that's something else along the lines of, you know, what color tailpipe smoke you see. And that is a big indication that you've got an internal engine problem. You also notice your heater doesn't work as good or doesn't work at all. It blows. It's just cold air. That means you're getting low enough on coolant. You better stop, have it refilled. And if you just put water in there from time to time, then that's another reason that I stress to you to have your antifreeze tested. Right about now is a good time because we are going to get cold eventually. It'll be below freezing. And you don't want to have enough water in the cooling system and in the engine for that water to freeze like ice and crack the engine. That's what happens. You can crack the block like that. And that, of course, means new engine. So tell me this. Don't most major services, 30,000, 45,000, 15, uh, go through the process of flushing that out and changing it? Yes. Anyway? Yes. they do. Well, not, not at 30, but... You know, most of the time, you're not going to have a problem because if you're having your car serviced and maintained, then that's going to be something that they look at. However, I'm talking about the exceptions to the rule. If somebody, you know, this summer had a repair done out of town and and nobody cared and they just put water back in there, well, I know it's hard to hear this, but that's your responsibility, not the garage that worked on it back in Georgia. 
you're never going to get anything done if they didn't put the mixture in right and you end up with the problem. So I'm just trying to warn you off as to instead of cracking the engine block and having a major engine job that's going to cost you thousands, then maybe it's time to just check the antifreeze. It's a very simple thing and a not very cost-effective, very uh, inexpensive to have it properly uh, mixed and have it brought back to normal. You were talking about uh, blue smoke suggesting that uh, the, the car is burning oil. Yes. And there, there's the people who put it off mm-hmm. and wait way too long to get their oil changed. Mm-hmm. What are some of the symptoms that uh, should warn you that, hey, maybe you should get in there and get that done? I mean, if you, if you keep the same amount of oil and you don't change it, does that automatically burn it? Yes. As the oil... Uh, let's just say wears out, okay, because it really doesn't wear out. But things happen to the oil. It gets enough hydrocarbons in it to where it becomes flammable so that when the engine is running, the oil, which is not supposed to burn, actually gets so absorbed with flammable materials that it burns. And when you burn the oil and turn it to flame inside the engine compartment, inside the uh, combustion chamber, it will exit the exhaust right through the tailpipe and out the back of the car. So, yeah, you can actually burn the oil away. And if you burn enough of that oil away, eventually the car will get lower and lower on the level of oil. And maybe if you're lucky, your oil light will come on. But if you're not lucky, then you're just going to start hearing this ticking and knocking sound telling you there's something wrong with my engine. What is it? And you take it in only to find out that You've run it low on oil for too long, and now the engine is no good. So these are things that we always try to tell you. Keep the oil changed on time, if nothing else. That's the one thing you can do that will save your engine. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Think back through your career, which has been a very decades long. Hey, 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 I'm only 35. <laughs> right. So. Um, both decades, you mean? Okay, yeah, go both ahead. both decades. So... <clears throat> How long have you seen somebody, or did they admit to, uh, you know, I haven't, uh, maybe it's been about 15,000 miles or 20,000 miles since I changed my oil. Can you imagine, Bob, let me just say, and I've seen this uh, a lot more than I've ever wanted to see this, but imagine this. Well, I've removed the plug on the oil pan, and nothing even is thin enough to drip out of there. So try to imagine, take a frying pan, fill it full of oil, and just cook it until it turns to sludge and just muck. I mean, I've removed the oil plug on people's cars, and it won't even drain. I've had to actually thin what's in there, that sludge, with some kind of chemical to get it to turn more liquidy to get it out. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, I've seen that over and over many times in my life. So you don't even life. need to ask the question. How well, long has it been? Well, no. And, and it doesn't really matter at this point. You know, the person probably wouldn't know anyway because that kind of a person doesn't know anything about a car and doesn't even know they're supposed to change the oil. So, But here's an interesting thing. You know, some of those times I've replaced the oil and filter and thinned it out, and that car runs fine. I've actually seen that happen. But it was probably on the brink of having what, major what, problems, yeah, right? Yeah, see, Bob, anytime you run a car low on oil, here's what's going to happen eventually. It may be six months or a year from now, but you will suffer the consequences. It just may be down the road. 
because the wear that has occurred due to that oil being thick as sludge is just going to take its toll eventually. It will show up. And a year from now, that person may be driving their car, and all of a sudden it blows the engine, and they wonder why. Well, it was from all the non-oil changes you did over those years, and you stressed it out to the point where, you know, the engine wasn't designed for that. And it's important that people know this because... People sometimes don't know that they have a timing belt and it has to be changed. They don't know that they're supposed to change their oil. They don't know. I mean, nobody's ever taught them about servicing your car. Those are the people I feel bad for. You know, some of the young ladies that never, maybe dad never taught them or didn't know, I mean, never learned how to take care of a car. And they suffer the consequences for it. That's why we do this program. We try to educate as many people that want to listen into what to do and how to do it. You know, I, I would imagine that it's a, quite a process to get a, a, a car that's in that condition cleaned out. You'll never really get it cleaned out, never. I mean, you can get it workable again, but <clears throat> uh, the car is already, like, in human terms, it's already, it may only have 10,000 miles, but it's already, like, 92 years old. <laughs> no, it's only a matter of time. In, in, in a ma- number of years. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, Tony Joe. Well, this is Bob Brooks. If you got a question for me, please go to prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time, keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.